0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Tea with Tammy. This is episode 127. This episode is titled Black Love because, like I mentioned last week, I wanted to highlight some Black couples, Black love in general, because Valentine's Day is right around the corner and it is Black History Month. So, Black love, it just all makes sense. So I went to the Tiba Tammy Instagram page and posed the question: Real or fictional? Who are some of you all's favorite black couples? And so, I got a lot of answers, and the majority of the answers went to Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. Like they are, such a beautiful, sexy couple. Just looking at them. But if you've taken the time to watch their VH1 show, or maybe their uh, GQ Q&A segment that they did, or just follow them on Instagram or Twitter, you would know that they are loving, they are fun, they are energetic, they are passionate about each other, they're talented, they're stylish. Like that couple embodies a lot of goals that I know a lot of individuals have obviously, since that was the uh, main answer that was given on my IG page. But I just really wanted to highlight the the fun that they have. They joke like they're homies, like they've known each other forever and that they can just tell each other anything. And so I think that's a great answer that was submitted on the IG page for Tiwatami Tammy. Another couple that was submitted was Remy Ma and Papoose. Another great example of black love. Papoose held Remy Ma down during her seven winters and six summers and he he fought for her when she was even out of prison as for getting those deals right, making up in bad um relationships, for example, like with Fat Joe. Like Papoose has been very instrumental in the positivity that surrounds Remy Ma now. Um, Remy Ma was seen as very like a negative figure when she went to jail, when she got out of jail, just because of the reason behind it and just that a lot of people that were behind her when she went into jail were no longer behind her when she got out of jail so it just looked like a funny situation and papoose papoose really just stuck by his lady helped re-image and just really stay down for his woman and now they have a golden child together because they both have children from outside of each other but now they have a child together and it's just Now it's just full circle and now they can really move forward as like this brand new black love couple now that they have their own child together. So beautiful answer, beautiful couple. Another answer that was submitted that really broke my heart because it's a a couple that no longer exists. They broke up and that is Cameron and Juju. Um, you may have gotten a little taste of that couple from Love and Hip Hop on VH1, Love and Hip Hop New York. And they were together for a decade. Um, Cameron was with her through her her, I they believe her bachelor's and her master's and her PhD. <laughs> like she went to school like damn near every year that they were together. And he he held her down, stood by her side. There's they were seen at premieres. Um, they were seen of course up and down the streets of New York. Cause that's, you know, where Cameron resides, but I'm just so saddened by the fact that, that they didn't make it. What I loved the most about their, their relationship was that they seemed so different yet they made it work so well. Like she just had an education background. She was just doing her own thing. Um, and he's a rapper, he's in the spotlight in the media. And so it was just a nice, ying and yang couple but hey when it's ying and yang it's harder to keep it together and I I guess that's why maybe it didn't last um another answer which seemed like a complete troll but maybe they just didn't know Martin and Gina because I did say you know real or fictional so I'm not mad that it's a fictional couple because it comes from the show Martin but yeah that ain't it um it's no secret um I've, I feel like I mentioned it maybe once maybe twice um, on the show before, but I'm not a fan of the show, Martin. Um, (gasps) I know take my black card, but no, Martin is not it. And it's especially because that last season of Martin was extremely awkward and me watching it as a youngin, I felt the awkwardness. I felt the tension. And now that I'm older and I know the reason behind it. Oh, hell no. Martin, Gina, horrible couple. Um, if you did not know, um, Martin and Gina couldn't film in the same room. The last season of Martin, um, if you pay attention to the scenes um, in the storyline, I believe, I think, I think she takes a job in another state, and so a lot of the the conversations or scenes with them together are split screen because they're supposed to be in different locations. Or you know, um, when they are in the same town or in the same location, you see one person come into the room while someone's supposed to be in the bedroom or the bathroom. And so it's very strategic as to, they're not filming together. They're not seen in the same room at the same time. And it was because of a sexual harassment lawsuit that Gina herself put on Martin. And so that work environment wasn't safe in her eyes, because um, I guess Martin was giving um, unwarranted pressure. To, to do things or to act a certain way. Now, it's also no secret that they, they've they had a real relationship outside of the show. And so, of course, there's a lot of personal emotion into that. And so who knows the true story? But the fact that <laughs> there's a sexual harassment lawsuit and this couple couldn't even film together. Nope, not a great example of black love. I'm sorry. I get it. They're goofy. I get the show that uh, the show was entertaining, but nah, not a great representation of black love. And then another answer, which seemed like another troll answer, was Malcolm and Marie. Oh my gosh. If you have not seen Malcolm and Marie on Netflix, please do. It stars John David Washington and Zendaya. Beautiful, beautiful couple um, in the movie, um, as for you know, visually, like they're great, talented, great actors, but the storyline, the the dialogue, the toxicity in that movie, Oh no, 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 not a great example of black love. but hey, it's a great example of um, toxicness, you know, a great, a great flex of, of argument and dialogue with, with whoever wrote this movie. Um, but Malcolm and Marie had issues. Malcolm and Marie were, were abusive to each other mentally. And Malcolm and Marie is in no way, um, an example of great black love to me. Now, if that's the type of life you like, if that's what gets your rocks off, just fighting all night, (laughs) so be it. But there's a lot more to that movie than just an argument. There's a lot of layers that They peel back as for emotion, addiction, stardom, all of that. And so watch the movie Malcolm and Marie on Netflix. Now, before we move on to the next topic, I just want to share some of my favorite black couple picks um, that were not mentioned. Now, a false or, you know, a fictional couple that I fell in love with, even though it was only a couple for three minutes on screen, it was... Beyonce and Usher oh my lord I wanted that couple to exist and I still do almost (laughs) I just thought that would have been the perfect couple when it came to like music or just like just being on the scene and being couple goals like that would have been amazing Beyonce and Usher and I know you're probably thinking like where did you ever see them as a couple? I don't know if you remember, um, the song Naughty Girl, but Naughty Girl has a music video. Naughty Girl is sung by Beyonce. And in the video, Usher is her man. They have a whole dance routine. Um, like he's fawning over her. Like he doesn't sing a note in the song, but they're just a beautiful dancing, intimate couple in that, in that music video. And I was like, damn, I I want them to exist and Usher has a great way of doing that when he's like the the video ho (laughs) of the music video he did that in Have I Ever or Have You Ever uh, by Brandy like he plays her man in that video too I don't know if you remember like she's watching old home videos of like her and her ex-boyfriend and it's Usher and I was like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful couple. So Usher has a great way of just making anyone who stands next to him look like his wife. Um, and another great couple, um, I would like to just point out is Gucci Mane and Keisha. Keisha held that man down through the, through the, <laughs> through the hard times and the great times. So props to Keisha because Gucci Mane, when he went into jail was not all there. he, He went out with a bang, dragging people down Uh, mentally, health wise, looks wise, like just everything was just not going great. And Keisha flipped that and Gucci pays a lot of respect and, um, recognition to Keisha. And I just love that they, they thank each other and they thank each other often. I think that's a great, um, factor to her relationship. So those are all the black love couples I wanted to mention that you all suggested to me. As well as some that I love myself. And so if you're out there and you are black, just know that there's nothing wrong with seeking black love. A lot of people think like, well, isn't that racist or prejudice to only want to date your own skin color? No, it may be that you're wanting to further your your bloodline, your culture, your your community. And so there's nothing wrong with seeking black love. So I just had to end it with that. But moving on, let's catch up on some um, some news Aunt Jemima syrup. They're changing their name. About time. Now, to be honest, I really don't care because that's not the butter that I. I mean, the the syrup that I purchase or use. But it's nice that they're they're changing the whole theme of Aunt Jemima. Now, if you are aren't familiar, the origin of the name and the theme on the syrup comes from the Mammy figure back in you know the slave days or you know when us are just working for whites and the mammy is i'm sure you can get some visual rep um idea in your head but just picture like a headscarf just picture like just regular like housemaid clothes and they're carrying a white baby and they're cooking all day and they're cleaning like it's really just the house made but also house mother um they even went as far as breastfeeding the white children because white mothers didn't understand it or wanted to go through it. It was just, they, they, they bared a lot of the burden of providing a, a great home for white people. And so the fact that it was like the mascot for the syrup and it's a white owned or white business and, and no percentage or funds, proceeds, nothing goes to um, those those mammies, <laughs> you know the the bloodline or the the people that suffered from from this type of this job, um, I can't even call it a job, but you know what I mean this burden. And so great, but I mean to me it's like it's too late because this syrup has existed a long time, but I know representation like matters. And so the fact that they're they're move re- removing this representation of the mammy is great. Black owned syrup businesses out there one of them is named blanket go google that one purchase that blanket and there's another one called micheles and so if you want syrup on your pancakes or your waffles or your toast or whatever and you don't want it to taste like um, oppression (laughs) or white supremacy purchase blanket or micheles okay moving on New music. Let's, let's, let's transition to new music. Van Jess. Van Jess is n- no one new to the podcast. Two beautiful black sisters making beautiful music. I discovered them, I believe, on Color Studio Session. Um, they sound amazing live. They sound amazing on their new album titled Homegrown, And the title embodies exactly what the album sounds like again the album is called homegrown oh mm. don't it just don't it just sound like the album would taste like some good cornbread that's exactly how it sounds like I swear to you like it just sounds so smooth down to earth jazzy beautiful hip like everything that you would want in your r&b music from black women and so Shout out to Van Jess, their new album, Homegrown. And they they also give this underground feel to where you you feel pressured to promote them and mention them and share their music as for like, maybe a lot of people haven't heard of them. Even though every other podcast or publication or YouTube, you know, um, reviewer that I've watched mention Van Jess. So they have like this great balance of being very popular yet underground at the same time. Nonetheless, they're on Apple Music. That's why I listened to their album, Homegrown. Please check it out. In addition to Van Jess, um, I watched the new Crybaby music video from Meg Thee Stallion featuring DaBaby. Let's get straight to it. Um, I don't like it not one bit. Um, didn't like the choreography that people are like roasting Meg on the internet for. And I totally agree. Like it's a lot of upper body movements. Um, it's obviously a TikTok dance. She's forcing a TikTok challenge right now. And it's just a little, just too forced. It's a little sad. Um, now we all know Meg the stallion is doing way better than what I'm doing in my life, but I just wish there was just one extra person in the room just to tell her like, mm, I don't know if this is looking right. You know what I mean? Like, I know you're doing good, but you could be doing better. And cry baby just fell short. Um, it's already forgotten for a lot of people and it's sad cause it just came out a week ago. But, um, you know, a music video I do like up by Cardi B. Um, Cardi B has a great way of just taking something so simple and turning it into a massive hit. And I just wish May can just take a few notes from Cardi as for, you know, like I just said, taking that simplicity and making it bigger than what it is. Getting a good choreographer, um, Sean Bankhead. He is—he's really killing it. He did the choreography for Best Friend, which is Doja Cat and um, Sweetie, and then he did this video up for Cardi B. And so, Meg the Stallion, let's let's take some notes and let's use Sean Bankhead. But Cardi B's video is great. She's kissing girls. She's popping it. She's on beat. The dance moves don't look forced or for TikTok. Um, the color schemes are great. Like Cardi B's just killing it. Sure, the song's a little simple. Sure, the song contains a saying that's been around for a minute and even been um popularized by other rappers but hey she took it and she did it better who you mad at her or yourself <laughs> i never understand that like they had the same argument with bodak yellow saying that she you know she took that but listen nothing new is under the sun you know what i mean like if you have something and you feel like it's gold treat it as such and and turn it into something because if you don't someone else will and cardi b is that bitch who will and i'm not mad at it i'm really not moving on to the last song or the last piece of music that i want to mention is gang signs by freddie gibbs featuring schoolboy q now we all know or maybe we all don't know but i have a crush on freddie gibbs so anything he does really is just like amazing to me, but this song really sounds good. I'm not lying. No cap. This isn't just me, you know, stretching the truth because I love Freddie. His verse, especially with schoolboy cues, like they're a great collaboration. I don't know if they made music together before, but I was like, yes, why, why haven't I heard this? Like this of course makes sense. And so if you just love that gangster raspiness, but yet that jazzy smoothness, Definitely turn on the song Gang Signs by Freddie Gibbs featuring Schoolboy Q. That's all the music I want to discuss. Um, But Super Bowl happened um, and her performed. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I went bowling that night. But um, from what I did see is her perform. And then when I got home, I saw the Drake state farm commercial. So that's all I really know about the Super Bowl. but her, she did a great job. She, she played the hell out of that guitar. Like she did it for the blacks and for the whites, you know what I mean? Um, she did a rendition of America, the beautiful, and it was, you know, lack of a better word to use right now, but it was beautiful. Um, her is really making a name for herself. I just wish that we would get a a little bit more of a taste of her personality, but Other than that, she killed it at the Super Bowl. And Drake from State Farm, I mean, how can you not like that commercial? Especially when one of my favorite whites is in the video um, or in the commercial, and that's Paul Rudd. He just seems so unproblematic, doesn't he? He just seems like he's liked by all. Like he has a good time wherever he's at. Like every time I just see Paul Rudd, I want to laugh. I want to smile. Like, hey, look at us. Hey, look at us. (laughs) Like that was gold on Hot Ones. But anyway, I digress. Um, Last thing I want to catch up on before we move on to our last topic. Kamala Harris. I saw, I saw, and I posted to my IG story the, the question on if Kamala Harris, our new VP in office, is a sign of progression for Black people or not. A lot of people have had the argument saying that Kamala Harris in office has done nothing for Black people and it's not a sign of progression at all and we need to let that shit go and continue to make change. The other side of that is saying, what, are you serious? We have a Black woman in the presidential office and you're going to tell us that 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 is not progression? So here's my take. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that it's not necessarily progression as for moving the needle on issues that we need to get done or overcome or execute, anything like that. Um, but it is progression to the the grand scheme of things. If we want to look at the forest and not the trees. So if you're looking at the trees, sure, Kamala Harris has done some shit in her past. She's aligned herself with views that we don't respect. She has maybe done some questionable things and executed some some sentences that we just, we just don't fuck with. I get it. I got that. But on the other end of things, realize that Kamala Harris went to a HBCU, historically black college university. Also recognize that Kamala Harris is a part of a black sorority, black founded sorority, the AKAs. Like, are you, what? representation matters. Now that we have that under our our, our belt, that we have someone in office that came from an HBCU and a black sorority, that accredits them so much that you have no idea. So many times people have said like, you know, going to HBCU is pointless. It's not going to push you further than a regular university could or another, you know, a white Ivy league school. Same thing with being in a, a black sorority. Like sure it's a sisterhood, but where is that sisterhood getting you? How far can it take you? It's not going to take you to um, any type of leadership or make any type of change, but yet here we are. (laughs) Kamala Harris in office HBCU graduate, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful so now all those black girls black students at those hbcu colleges think like yes i can too make it to a presidential office they they bred someone i bet they're ski weeing all all up and down their university so for you all to be out there saying that kamala Harris in office is no sign of progression you're blind you're just simply blind or just insensitive to the hardships that are in every little piece of existence. There's hardships in judgment, in HBCUs, in black sororities. And the fact that someone made it through and made it to the top. Fuck y'all. It's progression to me. It's progression. It's progression. That's all I got to say. It's progression. All right, moving on to the last topic and, you know, still black history related and it's just paying it forward. Um, black people helping other black people. And even if you're not black, just taking the time to help out a black person, um, extending and offering a helping hand without any conditions or stipulations, you know? genuinely doing something during this month and hopefully every month moving forward for a black person. And it doesn't even have to be big. Now we got some big examples, but it can trickle down to small examples too. And I I will share that with you. But one, one big example that comes to mind of, of paying it forward for black people from a black person is investor and philanthropist, Robert F. Smith. If you're not familiar with that name, Robert F. Smith, he he's the man who surprised the 2019 Morehouse class with paying all of their student loan debt. Y'all remember that? I remember that video just going viral of him announcing that in the class, just falling out with joy, with tears, and it was a beautiful moment. Man, for a single Black man to come in and say, hey, I recognize the hard work y'all have put in, and I just know that Debt can really hold you back from doing great things when you get out of here. So you know what? I, I got it. I got, I, I got more than five on it. <laughs> okay, Robert. Oh, he got money. <laughs> so that was just a beautiful black moment for a black man to pay a whole graduating class at Morehouse college debt. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Now, again, you don't have to be that person. You don't have to be Robert F. Smith and, you know, go to the bank and just dump out all your savings. You can, you can pay for someone's books. You can pay for someone's calculator. I don't know, someone's online certificate. I remember being in college and my degree is in mass communication and electronic media from Texas State. And at the time, I had to take a special test called the GSP, the Grammar, Spelling, and Punctuation Test. I know there's some people listening out there who have heard of this and are thinking like, oh, I fucking hate that test. Yes, I'm with you, sis. I, Man, we right here because that test was stupid and an extra $200 outside of our tuition. So what the fuck? Like, I was a broke college kid and you're telling me that I have to take a test that's a part of my class and my degree plan that I have to pay out of pocket to graduate? Just to spell some shit and place the punctuation on the test? Like, no. And so if I would have had someone in my life that was like, hey, I'm going to invest in you. I know you, I know you're going to pass this test. I know you're going to graduate with this degree and do great things with it. Here's the $200 so you can get through this test. It can be as simple as that. Paying for a class, like I said, a calculator, just the school p- supplies. Maybe they don't have enough funds to to join that sorority or fraternity but they want to be a part of that sisterhood or or brotherhood do that for someone another another great example is denzel washington he paid for a group of black actors to attend a prestigious theater program at university of oxford and you know who was a part of that group of students that he paid for rest in peace chadwick boseman Yes, so he was just a young a young student at Howard University. He applied to this uh, theater program at Oxford. Didn't think he would get in. He got in, couldn't afford it. And you know what Denzel did? <laughs> hey, hey, I got five on it. I got it. I got y'all. I got y'all. And so Chadwick Boseman grew up to be an amazing actor, as we all know, Mr. Black Panther, rest in peace. And so I say all that to say invest in the next black person, help, help that person get up to where their potential may lead them. It can, sometimes it only takes a few dollars. Sometimes it only takes a a simple push, a, a, a helpful speech. If you don't even have the money to give to the next person, just invest in them mentally, check on them, mentor them. Give them advice on their resume or or interviewing. Like pay it forward to our black people. It's it's easy to be like, I'm rooting for everyone black, but are you helping everyone black? Are you supporting everyone black? Do you want to see the best for everyone black? We only be rooting for them when it's a when it's a game on or it's an award show. Let's 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 take it further and let it be our neighbor. Let it be our little cousin. Or our little cousin's friend that you just heard through your cousin is struggling. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that extravagant or that difficult. Um, we can all help each other and in, in just little ways. And I even had someone help me, um, unknowingly, um, <laughs> I have a Patreon page, right? For Tea Tammy. So if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a site where you can, um, offer, extra, um, exclusive content or services for a monthly fee through whatever brand or creative platform that you have. And so I posted T with Tabby, um, on Patreon back in 2019 saying like, Hey, if you paid, um, a subscription, I would be able to give you exclusive, um, content, be able to, um, share behind the scenes information or just get you some merch, right? Long story short, no one signed up for the Patreon page, right? I promoted it for a little bit, forgot about it, and the only thing that made me think about it again was um, Joe Budden's recent recent deal with Patreon. He is now um, he he now has a title at Patreon, right? I think I mentioned that last episode. So I log into Patreon because Joe Budden's talking about Patreon on his Joe Budden podcast, and I see I have a patron. Um, It's my homegirl from high school. Shout out to, uh, shout out to JT, but she's been paying $15 a month since 2019. Bitch, I logged into Patreon and saw $350 just sitting there waiting for me to cash out. This bitch has been paying it forward every month for two years and I didn't even know. Listen, JT, I know you listening. Merch is on the way, so don't worry. (laughs) I know you signed up out of like the kindness of your heart to support my brand. And I know $15 a month can be minuscule to someone, especially someone like you who's doing so well in life. But thank you, sis, for really paying it forward, for really believing in the brand and paying $15 a month for the past two years. Now I may be reminding you and you may be taking that off of your, (laughs) off of your account immediately, (laughs) But nonetheless, believe in someone, invest in someone, it can be as little as $15, $5, whatever, Um, a mindset, um, a coaching session, advice, it doesn't have to be extravagant, but pay it forward to the next black person so we can keep doing black excellent things, okay? And I think that concludes all the topics I wanted to discuss. Next week, I really want to dive into Black artists as for like painters, drawers. Um, tattoo artists animators graphic designers those type of artists because you know the first episode of the Black History Month we talked about actors and actresses this week we talked about black love and black couples let's let's get a little artsy let's talk about some shit that we like to hang up on our walls um things that really um captivate us um visually so I think that will be fun Happy Valentine's Day. I do love you all for listening to the show. Unbeknownst to you all, y'all, they're all my Valentines because I don't have an official one. So I'm dating all of my sippers. <laughs> Thank you. I'm expecting chocolate in the mail. And um, actually how I'll be spending my Valentine's Day weekend is watching the new movie, Judas and the Black Messiah. It looks amazing. I think it's on HBO Max. So, hey, I encourage you all to watch that too. Um, it's Black History Month. And... Don't forget to follow Tea with Tammy on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram. Stream the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. If you are wanting to find Tea with Tammy on a platform and it's not there, let me know so I can make things easily accessible to all my listeners. And until next time, sip some tea.